0: Welcome, welcome,
1: welcome, welcome. I'm Jay.
0: Welcome. Uh, my name is Jed, and this is the show. So, we have a very good show today, long awaited. We got Toby Morell, the unstoppable right. badass, the bad Christian, the lead singer of that screamy band, Emery, that Jay loves so much. I,
1: I do actually I like Emery. I'm, right.
0: I'm, a, I'm a huge fan. But, so, we got a lot to cover. More importantly, Jay, something something happened this weekend. What had happened? Do you know where it happened at?
1: Something happened at
0: drug, drug school? school. Say no to drugs and, and yes to school. And, to school. and actually, that was really smart. To the, Do the things I heard in drug school. <laughs> okay, so, all right. Full disclosure, I was getting really worried because I wasn't, there wasn't really that much good stuff this time. Um...
1: For new listeners...
0: Yeah, so I'm in um, drug counselor training school. It's called Louisiana Addiction Counselor Training. And it's full of a bunch of idiots, right, that Mm -hmm. just don't really understand addiction or... So you fit right in? A bazeng! Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But seriously... There's a bunch of fools in there, and there is, um, everyone should know, the methadone mumbler, who is the resident atheist, and he's on methadone maintenance treatment, and, you know, he's just an asshole, and he starts arguments with everyone, and he's been pretty much the staple of the ridiculous shit I hear in there. So, first off, we had a new teacher. My least favorite thing in the world is, okay, now, let's go around the room, say your name, and tell us something interesting about yourself. What's your favorite color? I can't stand that shit, dude. Who is your father and what does he do? Who is your father and what does he do? But I can't stand that shit. So we <laughs> had to do that. Can't stand it.
1: Uh huh. What was your interesting thing?
0: That our AA softball team has gone 0 oh, and 9.
1: <laughs> Again, you guys are. All right, well, we're talking about that.
0: Later. Yeah, dude. Anyway. So it gets to the methadone mumbler, and this is his interesting fact. I'm an atheist, and I help convert Christians and Scientologists from what I consider the worst evil in America, religion. That's what he said. That's what he fucking said. <laughs> and it was just like...
1: I love you're getting angry now just talking about it.
0: Well, it was just... everyone's just like, okay. Ugh. I had Ugh. no idea. Thanks for that factoid. Now I know, you know, I just... Wow, right. it blew my mind. Right. And then other than that... We had a new teacher. Um, it's actually really cool. She's actually teaching us counseling theories and like Gestalt and Freud, and we have to like.
1: Oh, that's dope.
0: It is, but we have to get into groups. Guess whose group I got put in?
1: No. Yes, you I didn't fucking did. did. Was...
0: Me, me, and my buddy.
1: Is that on in... purpose?
0: It just did happened that way, purpose? dude. It just ha- you. You just grouped up with the table behind you. Oh. So before that, though, the best. <laughs> The, oh, this was these, <laughs> this this was this other guy's interesting fact. I'm not making this up. I'm not taking it out of context. This is what he said. He said, "Hello, my name is. I'm not going to call him out. My name is, and I found a blue jay feather and I picked it up." <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: oh lord Dude. i just want to be a fly on the wall well man. and this guy's yeah, like six, real.
0: he's like six four two eight you know it was, it was like john right. coffee being like i found a blueberry i mean a blue jay <laughs> feather and i picked it <laughs> up it's like okay awesome do you have it with you um, oh that's awesome um okay it really it wasn't that good what um a giant argument started because it's no longer in the DSM for the Diagnostic Statistical Manual for five. What is that? What is that? It's just the handbook um, psychiatrists and psychologists use for diagnosing um, illnesses. Okay. It's yeah. It's like if you have depression, you got to meet the checklist that's in this book. Okay, gotcha. But a giant argument started out because in that book. Uh, addiction and alcoholism is no longer a disease it's all referred to as a use or disorder okay so that just started a giant fucking huge people just heads just exploded and it just so like
1: in the newest version is that what you're saying Yeah,
0: in the newest version so it'll probably change or it might not or and it's all just semantics really like none of the characteristics change just like how what you call it right because our teacher was basically because the people in our class started talking about the allergy mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. she was basically like if you bring up the allergy in like a masters level college class like they're going to laugh you out of there so like I'm just preparing you right like, so
1: for for those people who aren't addicts or alcoholics the allergy is the idea that addicts or alcoholics bodies are like made differently and we have what's called an allergy of the body which which means once we take one drink or one whatever we physically cannot stop yes. something outside of us has to stop us from drinking or using
0: yep um i learned that multicultural theories of psychology weren't brought in until the 80s and 90s meaning before that the only like every theory was like tailored to white people and like oh my, no oh my. other culture was taken into account until oh, the, my god! Until the 80s, dude. Yeah. That's interesting. Good night. Yeah. Um. Oh, I made a joke because she was talking about um, Jungian philosophies and Freudian. Mm-hmm. And I raised my hand and I said, yes, yeah, so are we going to study Tupacian philosophy? Yeah, bad joke. I see you shaking your head. Bad joke. But she didn't get it. Oh <laughs> like, way over her head, and uh, she, she was just like, um, about? I'm not familiar with Tupacian philosophy, and I was like, oh, never mind, uh, just, like, I, fuck, uh... anyway, she did not get it, um, oh, this was another, like, not surprise, so, do you remember reading that news article about the girl that, through text messages, pressured that kid, her mm-hmm. boyfriend, to kill himself? Yeah, um, she just
1: got... For murder, I think or she convicted. did.
0: And Methode Mumbler thinks that is a crying shame, and that she committed no crime. What? Yeah, dude. What? That guy's just an asshole. He is. He is. So, I also found out that our teachers, every one of them, I'm pretty much I thought they were like just dumb, to be honest. <laughs> mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. I come to find out that they just play us like a fucking fiddle, and they're really good at what they do. And like halfway through the class she just explained how she just played all of us to like learn what she needed to learn. Like everything. Interesting. everything so I she played.
1: could so she could like figure out room dynamics and yeah. like all that stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, no yeah. way. I was like, Oh, you're you're actually very good and like Jeez. <laughs> yeah, so that was cool. So yeah. this is what happened. I was getting really bummed. I was like, Well, this is a pretty weak ass things I heard in drug school, you know. And then I can't even remember what. Okay, this was a conversation. Methadone Mumbler started talking about how at least methadone therapy isn't exclusionary, and he was like, "Religion and AA is, is anything that excludes people. I think is wrong." And I was just that I'd been quiet the whole time, and I was like, "Dude, how is it exclusionary?" He's like, "You have to believe in a higher power." I was like what about atheist AA? What about agnostic AA? He was like, no, 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 there's none of that around here. There is none like that. And I'm like,
3: yes, there there is is." (laughs) like, you're just (laughs) on
0: this. And he just, and like other people jumped in and he just started getting red. And he just finally out of nowhere was like, there is no higher power. It's a lie. There is no God. And slamming on the table. And whoa, dude. And we all just stood up and walked out like because we were just like, what the fuck just happened, dude? Yeah. And um, so the teacher came out and was like, look, I'm going to talk to him and then I'm going to come out and talk to y'all. And so and then she came back out shaking her head and she was like, let's go eat. Let's go get lunch. <laughs> and, uh, oh, so we we all everyone except for him including the teacher went to eat lunch at this mexican place and she mm-hmm. and she like ca- like talked us through it and was like okay so i knew about this kid going into this because other teachers have brought him up <laughs> and she's like so i pretty much already knew what i was gonna do before this even started and he just proved it right and we're like right. what do you what do you mean And she's like well what would y'all do and we were like kick him out. And she was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> she, was, <laughs> she was like, some people just, she's like, part of our job is gatekeeping and preventing certain personalities to make it to counseling level. Like some people should right. not be responsible for other people. Right. And she was like, and he is one of them. And she said, so basically what I just told him, if he's any kind of intelligent, will understand that what I just told him was it, you should be gone by the time we get back for lunch. And if he's not, I'm going to have to just tell him straight up that, yeah, go. you need to go. And we get back, and sure enough, he's just sitting in there. And, <laughs> and so she's like, everyone just give me five minutes. And she, we all sitting outside. And then we just see old boy walk out like someone just shot his fucking dog, just looked so uh, defeated, and walked to his uh. car. And my friend looked at me and was like, I mean, if he, you know, to think he had beef with aa before now he yeah, is no never shit. gonna like, like yeah, dude.
1: <laughs> oh jeez. yeah man I, she basically told go... him
0: she was just like look some some styles of learning aren't conducive to certain people and, and this is one of those cases so i think you need to leave
1: damn kicked him out go... the
0: whole program should
1: i go post on his blog
0: I I meant to read his blog, because I'm sure he fucking, Oh yeah, he must be oh, going yeah. off. But then, like, I thought, I was like, damn, like, you know, I don't want this kid to go die or anything, you know, oh, and he's still yeah, an addict.
1: True. Now, I kind of feel bad about it.
0: Yeah, it's just. A little,
1: I mean, a little bad. Not a lot That's bad, yeah, but a
0: little. It's bad. just so obvious that he, somewhere along the line, just, my friend is convinced that, like, he's been molested by a priest or something. The way he's got such vitriol mm-hmm. toward religion like something happened there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's just yeah, really yeah. sad. It's like, you can just, see, Oh, and it, yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe it is just his personality because like we were telling him to be quiet and he was like, cause he just talks consistently. And we're right. like, dude, you need to just wait your turn. And he's like, no, no, no. This is how school works. Every class since high school, you're supposed to just blurt out when you want to say something. And we were like, what, what are you talking about, man? Like,
1: <laughs> That's not anywhere where other human
0: beings are. Right. don't just do that. Fuck, man. So that was that. So it's, I was kind of bummed because, you know, it's exciting.
1: Well, it's the end of an era. It's the end of really. an era. The like, end of the Methadone Mumbler era.
0: Let's let's have a moment of silence. And All right, that's that we're method. back. <laughs> uh, so, have you heard about the? I guess it's not a new trend, but there is a trend in mm-hmm, Africa mm-hmm. and South Africa that some um, so they shoot up. There's like a mix of heroin and like not quaaludes it's like heroin and it's some man i, I gotta look it up it's some like they still random, make quaaludes? yeah in south africa they still have quaaludes and they smoke them shut up no dude no, <laughs> they... i will
1: say i was um so my wife and i and we had a roommate when we were still engaged uh-huh. and we're sitting around watching intervention and i watched this girl smoke xanax and I've never been so pissed in my life.
0: Did it work for her? I found that hard to believe. Yeah. Really?
1: It, yeah. She was like basing, like straw and tinfoil basing Xanax.
0: Because oh, snorting Xanax does not work. And it pissed me off to no end that people think it works. Like, It doesn't work? No. It, 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 if you snort it all the way to the back of your throat and swallow it, then like whatever you swallow will work. Other than that, it is not nasally bioavailable like does not work really i didn't want to be like but i fucking feel it it's like oh yeah were you also stoned and already on bars at the time yes uh, exactly
1: <laughs> like... <laughs> but no so
0: when these dudes in africa don't have if they don't have enough dope for both of them one of them will shoot up and then the other one will draw up the dude's blood and shoot up what? his blood yeah that's like does a that, very does that popular work? thing
1: does um that, that can't work the The dope has to be so diluted by that point that they're exactly i from that
0: i don't know but it's like when you're seriously dope sick you can you can feel a, an extraordinarily tiny amount like it, it mm-hmm. won't work but that might be enough to tell your brain like okay it's working or to make you not sick or, or to make you not sick yeah yeah, and like so, and yeah. all the doctors uh, are like, this—it's causing like a you know like a hepatitis and HIV like pandemic, and they're like, you really need to stop doing that shit.
1: Yeah, please don't do that.
0: That's gnarly though, man.
1: That is some—that's some gnarly ass shit, dog.
0: Um, oh yeah, this is this is classic. So, the hotel we normally meet at for class, mm-hmm. um, Lacey <laughs> Paul was in town, which is the Louisiana Young People's AA conference where they, yeah. For the listeners, at the young people conferences, they're essentially like raves where people shotgun Red Bulls and stuff. It's like as close (laughs) and
1: and like just have ridiculous sex with each other.
0: Yeah, it's that's not all. That's an
1: exaggeration, but it's like it's just dudes. It's dudes chasing young ladies, and it's you
0: know, some it really helps some people because it shows you can have fun in sobriety or whatever. But some people just take that shit really far, dude. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway. I was I called my friend Brad and I was like, "Hey, I'm in town. You need to come to Lacey Paw." And he was like, "Okay." So what happened was at the same time as Lacey Paw, the hotel had also booked a uh like Mr. Universe bodybuilding competition. <laughs> 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 so there are these like literally in like That's like incredible. across the hall like in the same hall and so there's all these like golds i mean just jacked like these women that could just beat the shit out of me like just right. jacked people everywhere and then you got these like ridiculous chain smoking scrawny alcoholics and shit so that i called my so friend cool. brad and i was like hey come come meet me at Lacey paul and then i didn't hear from him and he finally called me and he was like dude where are you and i was like Dude, I'm here. And he was like, oh, just meet me in the hall. And I was like, okay. And I go out in the hall, and he was like, oh. And I was like, dude, what happened? He was like, so I don't have my contacts in right, but I think I went in the wrong room. So he totally walked into the weightlifting or the Mr. Universe competition and sat down. And he, and he was looking at the stage, and it was right at the time when it was just like women in bikinis just flexing, and he was like, I mean – I, I kept waiting for one of them to just tell me their story or something, but it never <laughs> happened.
1: <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Yeah. It that's was.
0: good shit. It was. Um, well. Yeah. Well, big gulps, huh? See you later. Oh, yeah, I'll yeah. save the rest okay. for afterwards. We actually, sense. that was a pretty good amount of time, but this, all right, ladies and gents, we got the one, the only Toby. Merle I think his name is Merle
1: I don't think it's Merle I just, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it's not The badass himself it's, be real.
2: You ever catch
3: yourself Just thinking of a way to get out It's like a reflex motion The words slip in and leave a taste That you let linger for
2: days Inside your heart Fell asleep just like before. They're under trees. I can't do this anymore. Make this all something that's behind us. For me, for you, this is not the end, but I'm scared. Color your words in soft subtle sequence, but you force this on us like
3: we shouldn't care. The feels that they will find us in a marked and Now the end. The what is up guys How you doing? what's up thanks for inviting me on your podcast thank you thanks for sure, coming man
0: i know i'm I, i'm sure you were shocked that you would be allowed on such a prestigious uh
3: establishment no it's the exact opposite actually uh
1: <laughs> <laughs> i have no idea I, who you guys are I, exactly. and i get never heard of your podcast
3: I get asked to be on like 100 podcasts, so what I do is I just throw, I, I write them all in a hat, and then throw it up in the <laughs> air, and I catch one, and y'all's came up, so that's what From I do. my prayers. There you go. Yeah. I
0: told you prayers uh, work, my
3: friend. I know. <laughs> tell me there ain't no God. Tell me there ain't no, no I, God. No, I've heard of you guys before, and uh, people talking about you in the club, and then Joey did y'all's podcast too, right? He did. Yeah. 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 Jay's yeah, in yeah. Uh,
0: Joey's house church.
3: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, we kick it. We kick it from time to yeah. time. It's which is it's it's cool.
0: really. I'm still embittered by the whole thing because I introduced him to Bad Christian and podcast and everything, and then one day he's like, "So guess what? I'm like hanging out and best friends with Joey and shit." That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. like, well, true. That's true. That happened. Yeah. Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Um, what
3: is uh, so I can get some behind the scenes? What is Joey's like? Is house church small group church? What is it? Is it good? It's good. It's um. I'd say it's exceptionally culty.
1: Right, so really? we're, yeah. we're we're in full blown cult mode now. Um, I went a couple that chickens, a couple I, chicken sacrifices. A I had week. to
0: get branded. That's right.
1: <laughs> no, it's cool. I I uh I was telling Joey the other not too long ago, like it's probably the most authentic community that I've been a part of. Like that calls itself Christian, yeah. right? Um, so it's really it's really cool. We just like kind of sit around and kick it and talk about life and live life together. So it's dope.
3: That's how he's tricking you, though. It starts that way, and then pretty soon it'll be a mega church, and you'll be like, what the hell happened? Exactly. Like, Why
1: do we have 18 campuses? I don't I know. understand what's
0: happening here. <laughs>
3: and, then, and they're all Joey's houses.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then the one time I flew to Charleston and made sure I was going to be there on a Sunday, the motherfucker
3: didn't show up. He didn't even show up? He didn't up. even show no, up. No. No, he did. That's how he rolls. He he tries to screw everybody over. But it sounds interesting. I, I still don't know where I'm at with house churches and all that stuff. I I do believe it's probably more authentic. I like that idea. But do, now, is this your only church group? Is this the only like setting where you meet with other Christians, or do you go to a Sunday morning event too? Yeah, for us. So
1: I started to go to um, a Sunday morning event from time to time, but yeah. um, and it's really for me just for worship. Like I miss worship. Yeah. Um, but the Sunday night really kind of fills all of our needs. My wife has been, she was a pastor's kid, uh, yeah. uh, um, worship she leaders. Came. Yeah. Well, worship leaders daughter. And so, yeah, um, she is done and has been done with organized church for a long time. And so she, um, she's really kind of found her stride in this uh, community, which is really cool. So I'd say like, we're kind of 50, 50, about half
3: of us don't go to a Sunday morning and half of us do.
0: Yeah, that's where my, I yeah.
3: keep. Uh, we we have been we've been trying a bunch of different churches here in Nashville, in the mm-hmm. Nashville area. I guess I live in Franklin, and uh, we actually found one that was really cool this week. But it's still there's just something like I've really been questioning. I, we might have talked about this on our podcast. I'm not sure yet, but if it's out yet. But uh, just the idea of what how much are you able to take in now like with with social media and the 144 characters on twitter whatever mm-hmm. how much are you able to sit and just really listen and take in at this point like we are so trained now that everything's so fast and quick and everything's on demand like when i was sitting at church even though it was a great sermon it was awesome by the time it got to 45 minutes i i was like am i still listening i had to force yeah, myself yeah. maybe maybe that was even oh, yeah. a good thing but I don't know. Like I, I'm I'm really wondering what it's going to look like in the future because I don't even know if my attention span, with everything else being so fast, to stop at this one thing might be really refreshing and beneficial, or will I even be able to do it?
0: Well, my my yeah. my parents' church in Columbia keeps it at a brisk like 26 minutes. Really? Yeah. The sermon? The sermons, and they're f- so good. But I've, I've That's been having awesome. the I, like I play in the worship band of my church. where, like a little fledgling church um i don't know like 60 people or something like that 80 people and yeah. uh so i it's been so hard and like my pastor's preaching is not like the best or whatever and i guess i've been so critiquey about everything about it and then i i guess i've come to the conclusion that it's not necessarily about the message always but it's more just about like the fellowship aspect of it sometimes yeah I but i mean
3: but then but then you, you have to ask yourself a question well, why don't i just invite these people over for a party and a beer and it'd be way more fun right yeah <laughs> like if, yeah. If, if if the reason you're there is to learn about jesus and then you're like yeah i'll give him a pass he did the best he could like i, I don't know that that's so hard because you can't get something out of it and i i do believe in like the diligence of going like mm-hmm. as much as i'm burnt out on church i do want to go i do want to hear the preached word i do want to share the sacraments i want to pray with people like all those things i think are beautiful and needed in my life but i do gosh it's crazy how much you just give a pass to somebody especially when you like like you said in the house church you're going to like you feel like you have real community you found like real friendship and you get to contribute more than just your money or just sitting there and being an usher or something like that That, but mm -hmm. I, i did want to say something else too which is is i've had this thought a lot too one thing about the church that is unbelievable and pretty awesome is how many musicians it allows to get to play, oh, yeah. to get to even even make some money and do that. I was thinking, man, it would they should do that so much more. Like just give more money freely to musicians and improving, uh, like music skill and artists skill, so that maybe you know the the church could actually ch- turn the tide on being like goofy with art and be actually become. Like it used to be, like really well known. Yeah. For them. I think that'd be so cool because, that, like, that's a real opportunity for you to get to what do you play, guitar, sing, or something? Uh, drums. Oh, drums. So, yeah. I mean, that's how often, like, where else can oh, you go nowhere. once a week and, and play and it be easy and nice and set all those things, like, are are pretty cool about that for musicians. It, it really is. is kind of it a is, good it setup. It is
0: fun. Yeah, it is. Uh, I totally agree. And I had to, um, so what we like. I wish I had, I had a good house church around here, too, because, like, me and Jay both, we come from, like, we go to, we're members of AA or whatever, and I have this, like, really core group of dudes that I meet with and we're real close with around here in Lafayette. But, like, none of them are Christian, and, like, we're not allowed to talk about Jesus specifically in meetings or whatever, and there's just a lot of talk about, like, higher power and this vague, vagueness and stuff. And so, and then, you know, if I go and try to talk to my pastor about, like, what it's like smoking crack, he doesn't really know what to say to that. So, me and Jay kind of started this, and, and, like, there are, like, I've tried to start, you know, Bible studies with Christians that are in AA, and it just never really, like, pans out, but...
3: Why do you think that is? Why wouldn't they be into that aspect? Well, one of
0: them, the main one around here, he basically, like, joined up, got really into... A local kind of mini mega church and he's just all into that and kind of awesome kind of kind of dipped out yeah,
1: yeah i've tried to i've tried to start well and i think part of it is like um as addicts and alcoholics we are kind of forced into spirituality right so like we have to pray and meditate and do all those things to get in contact yeah. with our higher power i'm using air quotes here listeners higher power um in order to not take a drink a day to time. So like people have that ingrained in their day to day. So they're like, well, why the fuck do I need to go to church? I don't understand. Right. Like, why would I need to do that? Right. They, it's hard to, to say like, well, you're kind of only touching the surface here. Um, Cause right. these people's lives are changed. Like Jet said, like, they were smoking crack a year ago and now they're not. And their families yeah. are back together and they're holding a job and they're doing all that stuff. So it's, you know, it's a, it's a hard sell, I guess. And,
0: and then there's the awkwardness at church when people do want to just like have a beer or whatever then they know my story so they're like oh my god if he smells alcohol it's over with and i have to convince him like believe me like please get drunk i'll drive like i'm not against (laughs) drinking and partying i just can't do it like but please
3: why do you guys then like if y'all do all that stuff too then why what's the lure for you guys to do a church community Ooh that's a good question i'm interviewing
0: you back i I know
3: i'm just gonna say listen here
0: um you want to go first go ahead no you go you go first we just um i have found the relationship (laughs) counseling went came through for us
1: that's right um our last guest was uh, a relationship counselor and gave us counseling on air which was fun um so for me i've been through this weird journey where I, i was brought up in. actually i grew up in seacoast way back when when it was like at a movie theater in mount pleasant but oh yeah Um, so I went through non-Denom church and like did all that stuff. And then I got, I got sober and really dove into church. Um, I moved to California and kind of fell out of love with church and, and went, um, kind of Unitarian. I was doing, I was practicing meditation Uh, a lot. uh, I I was so
0: scared for him. Man.
1: You know what's I, funny is Jed came out and was like nodding out He was still using and was like nodding out on my couch But was scared for my soul because I didn't pray to Jesus <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I went out there and he was all I just don't know if Jesus was the only way And I'm just like full of drugs but still was like Dude, you're going down the wrong path man like, You gotta do something man uh, Unitarian
3: is the worst drug, everybody knows exactly. that Exactly <laughs> It's even a gateway once. drug it's a gateway drug.
1: So, um, so I, I really found, I've found over the last like eight and a half years that I've been sober that that I'm most comfortable worshiping. I'm most comfortable in prayer and contemplation and sitting in God's presence through a Jesus context, through a Jesus lens. Like that's just where I've found um, peace and solace and and all of that stuff. So, yeah. so for me, that's why I seek. That's why I seek that out.
0: For for me it's been, so I was raised, um, Presbyterian or whatever in, in Columbia and I was always like thought I was a Christian. I, and I guess I was, I, I, go back and forth, you know, cause I've been learning a lot more about salvation recently or, or whatever, but I was, you know, youth group kid through and through yeah. and going to church camps and all that good stuff. And then, um, and I always thought that God would just heal me of my addiction one day. So that's, that's kind of how I went through life. Like being really reckless with my drug use, just with this weird immature idea that one day God was just going to take it from me and it was going to be easy and I wouldn't have to work for it. And so then I found myself at like 24 and 25 and like way worse than I'd ever been. And just kind of like, okay. So I went through a season of like, I don't believe in God anymore. There is no God. And then I went to prison and I was like, Oh, there's definitely a God. And (laughs) (laughs) please God, get me out of here. Oh yeah. 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 But so this time around when I finally, finally I've, you know been sober almost three years um for the first time i've actually i actually i felt different this time around i felt like reborn or whatever word you want to use but i've actually had like a real desire to learn the bible and stuff and i've actually read that crazy thing and i'm like wow there's some good stuff in here that i had no idea and i just don't get filled in the same way at um you know, because they'll have meetings where they'll just read through the big book. and every time I'm of Alcoholics Anonymous and every time I'm in there, I'm like, if I'm gonna devote time to dissecting a book, like I would really rather be doing it like with the Bible for some reason in my head, it's just got more worth to it. Mm. And I don't know, man, it's I guess I can't really put it into words, but it's just the desire to to just grow. I've never taken my faith seriously, and I guess I'm doing that for the first time, and I'm really I'm trying to like buy drink the kool-aid so to speak i don't know
3: yeah that's interesting i, I so y'all were i mean y'all did some serious stuff then that's why i guess that's why this is called church and other drugs oh yeah y'all, y'all, yeah y'all did well, we, some, we we
0: we we've been friends since middle school and we you know like we tripped together for the first time and um mm-hmm. jay actually <laughs> yeah like visited me in the hospital when i overdosed and stuff and then he went and got sober um and I went and continued my little my little rampage and so he's been sober for like eight, nine years.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And we've we've kept in touch and I've just been like trying and trying and um he became a Christian and we kept in touch and then we just came back in each other's lives and he he you know, helped me get sober this time around and we just got this weird bond like that. Man yeah he he's the joey
1: the joey to my toby if you will yes oh
0: very much so complete with the mental disorders and uh you know micro penis but fatness
1: that's right (laughs) fatness
3: (laughs) i guess i'm the only one i I did some drugs but i was always too scared to do anything too serious like i never like i definitely smoked pot and drank a lot and I think I did acid one time. They told me it was acid, but I don't. I I don't know for sure. Like I think I, I had like a little bit of a hallucination, but I didn't like freak out. Uh, it was a little, yeah. You know what I mean? Nothing. But that was. I was always too scared. Like I just. I, I guess the just say no movies and stuff worked, worked on me. For you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, That's like the pot. I was I was scared to death to do pot, but I was like, ah, it can't be that bad. Like I never even back then I was like nobody. I never heard anybody die from pot, like exactly. you know what I mean like I, right. like i I definitely heard stories and I'd seen some people freak out on acid, like uh I'd seen some people do cocaine, and I was like, ah, that sounds but like <laughs> pot never pot never scared me, and all i all that ever happened back then was just I'd get super paranoid, like unreal, but it you know it was oh, yeah. like n- nothing ever about it, about it felt addicting so well, I don't funny,
0: know funny story, so I grew up seeing you guys and listening to Emery like. This is a very starstruck moment for you. I'm holding in very well, but uh, you know what I'm saying. Like that, I actually made this podcast in a roundabout way just to meet you. This will be the last episode. Like mission accomplished.
3: But so you're you're the only person that's starstruck by a 41 year old dad talking dude. to him on
0: Skype. Hey, well, when you, when you set the bar low, your expectations are easily met. You know what I'm saying.
3: Yeah, no, you're probably the one that takes pictures with the Oscar Mayer hot dog wiener like, truck outside cow, the grocery store. Holy cow! It's a wiener There's on a, a- car! <laughs> oh my God! Can you believe it's here? I
0: actually it's did out- that like two months ago, but <laughs> <laughs> it came. Through, it was parked in traffic. I had to, you know, whatever. So y'all, y'all were playing. Uh, this this was <laughs> this was like one of the. I think I like wrote this down in like one of my rehabs about like consequences of drug use, but Emory was playing at new Brooklyn Tavern and me and my friend met up and cause he was like, Hey, I got some Coke. And this is when I was like 16 or 17. And so we got super coked up and I made it to the show and it was front row and y'all opened with one song. I think it was walls of course. And I realized like, Oh, I'm way too stimulated for this. This is not at all what I want to be doing right now. And just had to leave <laughs> like immediately. <laughs> like, Emory oh. and cocaine are not a good mix.
3: <laughs> you heard it so. first, folks. Yes. Hey, that man. was actually the Holy Spirit. Can you it, know, might have and- be, it might have been? <laughs> I think memory is the anti.
0: Staring at me. No, I'm just kidding. But.
3: I so when you're on cocaine, what you just are? I was, super high, sensory or something like it, that.
0: It was that, and then just the overwhelming desire. Like it was like. Well, what do you want to do? Stand and watch this band, or go do more cocaine? And my brain was like, I think we need to leave and go do more cocaine.
2: So <laughs> it's just real <laughs> shitty
0: like that. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do anything else,
3: or just more coke? Uh, okay. Yeah. That's funny. Like that's what I'm saying. That's that's probably one of the reasons too why I never did anything harder than than marijuana though, because I, I would get so paranoid. Like I, I mean I have yeah. just a, a bunch of stories, but just uh, several. They, Enlighten they us. Just like please spin, well, spin your yarn. <laughs> this one uh, this uh, well I, the one that comes to mind first is it sounds r- this is going to be horrible. I don't even know I don't even know I don't think I've ever told this on Bad Christian or anything but uh <laughs> I will tell y'all. So uh when you s- you guys know better than me. When you do drugs, you end up with people that you don't really like yes. that maybe some <laughs> somehow have drugs. Yes. Or you don't, you don't even really that. know them. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, I yeah. ended up, just for marijuana, I ended up in some really shady places, like oh, rough yeah. places where I wouldn't want to go there in the daytime, much less the nighttime. But I ended up there and was doing crazy stuff. You know what I mean? And so uh, there was this one time in college where this guy – who was from the middle of nowhere, South Carolina. He was giant. I'd say he's probably 6'6", <laughs> 350 pounds. Ooh. And this shows you how bad my brain is and how, like, just stupid and, and just crazy I can get, especially on a drug. Um, uh, so we went out. This is the year. Gosh, I went to – this is when I went to Charleston Southern University, by the way, oh. in uh, <laughs> North Charleston, South Carolina. Hey. And um, used to be a Baptist college. I guess it still kind of is a Baptist college. But uh, so he was there because he somehow pat- he had bad grades and everything, but he was actually really smart. And he got in just because he had a high SAT. But this guy was crazy and like the most like redneck southern guy out from the middle of nowhere. I don't even remember the name of the town, but it was like not not near, near anything else. Uh, mm. in, in You know, no big cities or anything it was like in South Carolina town. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Something <laughs> like that. And, and so uh, he takes me out into the middle of nowhere. And this is 1993. Four, I guess, 1994, in the middle of nowhere, uh, somewhere nor- outside, you know, like, uh, I guess, like out past Somerville, way out there in the yeah, country, yeah, just in yeah, the yeah, collar country. Or yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we rode forever, like 45 minutes, out into the middle of nowhere. Then turned down a dirt road, and oh uh, and, and then we pulled up to this trailer. When we get to the trailer, uh, <laughs> we go in, and there's these two uh, <laughs> women who, who to me at the time, I thought were men making out but they were, <laughs> but they were lesbian and uh, they were very friendly very friendly and they <laughs> shared their marijuana with me and and him that's awful uh, nice and, yeah and i was like this is crazy i was like hey, "No," i was so high in the middle of nowhere it's like you know 1 2 a.m in the morning and uh I was like, I can't believe this. I've never been around lesbians in my life. I'm so hot. This is wild. I, I was like, what is this? I didn't, you know, like you were talking about that sensory stuff. I didn't understand. This was like a whole thing of like, wait a minute. My whole life, everybody said that homosexuality was bad. What is happening now? Is, <laughs> but it's you know, awesome. what is, you know, Yeah, What what is this? And who is this guy I'm with? And why did he bring me here? And they were everybody was really nice to me. Nobody was bad or anything. And we just hung out for, you know, a few hours. And then he said, all right, let's go. And then... <laughs> So we would get back in his truck and drive back the 45 minutes but he takes like a different way and I start oh, going oh man. no something bad I started just thinking. and he was just talking talking I was like oh my god and I kept looking down and you know like time like you don't really oh, yeah. you're not aware of time oh, slower yeah. better, whatever and this is just we this is just we and I in my mind I said I <laughs> said oh no ends. this is I said he introduced me to these ladies that was the introduction Now he is going to take me in the middle of nowhere and rape me. Yeah. Oh no! (laughs) I said this big six foot six, three hundred fifty pound dude is likes me. Why are we together? He thinks, he, you know, he, he wanted to see what I would do with homosexuality. I, I played it cool. I was fine. I, I didn't freak out. And he's going to take me out there. And if I turn him down or whatever, what is he going to And I was freaking out. And I was just looking down. And I was like, what do I do? And I was looking around there as a weapon. Around, and I was like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. And then I looked up. And we were at Charleston Southern parking lot. <laughs> so, so he was like, drunk. all right, man, I got to go to bed. See you, dude, man. Let's do this again sometime. I was like, shit. To- it Toby, was pretty cool.
0: Toby's like got like, his shirt was off, awesome. and the guy's like, "Dude, I just was gonna go to McDonald's, but
3: like,
0: okay, <laughs> just get it so, over with, man." Did, did y'all ever I mean. have
3: anything like crazy like that? Like crazy hallucinations or weird oh, stuff? Of course,
0: yeah. Oh man, My, it
3: just—I'm
0: trying to think it, of some it, funny it, ones. My, that, I'm trying to think of some ones that aren't just outright just tragic and sad. But yeah, uh, yes, yeah. I saw y'all, Satan. Y'all had those.
1: I saw Satan on Jed's ceiling once when we were tripping at like 3 o'clock in the morning. So that was uh,
3: terrifying and not funny, but scary as shit. Like you thought, you said, this is Satan, I see him, and he's like coming for me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In heaven. Oh, yeah. What drug makes you do that? What is that drug?
1: We were tripping Corset and Coffin Cold tablets. So it's a DXM. It's like robo-tripping kind of. We we're into you. some I, like I, really I, weird I, experimental hallucinogens. I see the, at the face. Time.
3: Yes, that is <laughs> 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 Say that again. What is that? What so you... it's
0: so yeah, it's and
1: coffin cold. It's like um it's dextr- it's a cold medicine. Yeah,
0: but it's the active ingredient is dextromethorphan, which is sister drugs with PCP and ketamine. They're all in the same family.
3: My lord. Yeah. So you have to take you have to take a lot of it or
0: oh, yeah. what?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, you have to take like a whole Pack like sixteen pills, and then yeah, who Lord? Do you know? And you
0: see Satan, and then you <laughs> yeah. see Satan. It's a great time. Do you know? It's a fantastic time. <laughs> do you know? Uh, do you know Irmo High School? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, senior year, the first day of senior year in Irmo High School. This is when this is when it was still. I would I would call it just hilarious antics. But so, but uh, it was me and my three friends first day of senior year, and we just we split a bag of mushrooms. And oh just God. go about our day. So I had photography first period, and so they started kicking in into the dark room immediately, and I was like, "Well, school is not in the cards today." So <laughs> so I run to the bathroom, and this was right when like flip phones had come out, and uh, yeah I was trying my goal was to find my other two friends that took the mushrooms, and we were going to get out of there. I was going to make an escape somehow. And I go in the bathroom, and I was like, how am I going to find him? And I looked down, and in that bathroom was my friend in the fetal when this phone opened, just going, Jen,
2: Jen, where are you? Jen. And I was like, get up, man. We got to go.
0: We left our third friend. We couldn't find him. He stayed. I'm not going to tell his story, but just he ended up he was like a math whiz and he just stayed in trigonometry and said the numbers spoke to him and he just aced his classes. He was in, he was an anomaly, but me and me and Finley just <laughs> hauled ass. Right. So we get in my car and it's the first day of school and our principal was guiding traffic because like people didn't know where to go. Right. Yeah. And so Dutch fork was our rival school. If you've heard of them too, I don't know, but yeah. So principal wit is guarding the gate. Right. Me and Finley are in my car and we're like, dude, I mean, we just got to go. We just got to go for it. So I just gun it. Finley leans out the window and just screams, we're Dutch Fork students. And and I just go, get out of the way. Get out of the way. And I hit my principal. Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, I clipped him. I didn't, like, you know, run him over. I clipped him. And uh, I guess it was such. And so then we made it home and turned on Aladdin and everything was okay. But my principal saw me, like, the whole, the next day. And I, I guess he just, like, it must have it was like a combination of I know that shit couldn't have happened. Maybe that's not the same kid and like there's just no way that would have happened. And he just kinda of looked at me in a look of like, Did that happen? And just never spoke of it. I
3: don't know. No way. You yeah. got away with that. I got I away can't with believe it. That. Yeah. Lee I never got away with anything. I I got in trouble all the time at school, it and, you, you hit your principal with I your did. vehicle and vehicle? got a, <laughs> while you were high on mushrooms and and totally went back the next day and everything was fine. Everything was hunky dory. Times were different. Dang. Times times were different. <laughs> that's that's,
0: <laughs> true. that's true. The good old days. <laughs> the good <laughs> oh, old days. The good old days. the amount over of principal. the amount of stuff like we were just we were just talking the other day of like the things I did that would have given me like twenty five year sentences today apparently is just astounding and like the amount of. Thank God YouTube yeah. wasn't around to have. Oh, that Oh, I know. So well, y'all. I mean, all right. I, yeah. So y'all two have kids like. Well, so how are y'all going to deal with that? Like, are you just going to explain like, listen, if you do these retarded things and film them, there is a chance it's going to follow you around like the rest of your life. Like, what's that conversation
3: going to be like? Whew. It might yeah, it might be that exact what you just said. It was kept pretty good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's pretty concise. I'm gonna I write mean, that, that down. That's true. I, I didn't even think about that. But like I guess I've always thought about that. Like uh for the longest time, do you tell your kids about, you know, sex and and like, mm-hmm. you know, you and your th- their mom or whatever before you got married, or what do you tell them about the drugs or the craziness or the wildness? And I think that they if you can tell them truthfully, but you know, also, you should probably add in the stuff that's bad too. Right. Like, like you guys, like you have, like you just told a funny story, but then obviously you said there's some other times where it just ended horribly and oh, badly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, if you can add both of those, I think that'll give them a clear picture. Because for me personally, my parents didn't tell me anything. They never, me they didn't either. talk about sex before marriage at all. Nope. They just said don't do it. I, all I ever heard about sex was don't do it, and uh, just don't do it or whatever. You know, it's it's bad and drugs bad. I mean, in my house. Yep. I said this before, but, like, literally, alcohol was a sin. Not even, like, drinking drinking it, of course. Like, alcohol itself, if it was in your house, it was a sin. My dad had, like, a
0: four-pack of six-ounce Sutter Home wines. And that was, like, the most alcohol that was. And that was for, like, you know, anniversaries and birthdays. Like, my parents never smoked cigarettes. They are just super straight. I guess that's really how, like, I kind of got away with it because they didn't know what to look for at all. And the only sex talk I had was when my mom found porn on the family computer and was like, gave me like a very shame ridden sex talk and just did did not go well
1: yeah i remember my senior year my dad was super pissed that he found a condom in the in the washing machine and he's like i know this isn't mine it has to be yours (laughs) and i want to be like well at least i mean i'm being safe like what do we what do you want from me
0: yeah i i was big i was big on the uh the christian virginity thing where like everything but that, right that was the loophole mm-hmm. game.
3: Yep, me too. I was I was exactly right there. It it's funny too though like that 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 didn't help me and so I ended up doing more and exploring more. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying like the reason the main reason I tried marijuana is cuz everybody my whole family and church uh my grandfather was a pastor and that everybody just said everything's bad but then I saw the cool people doing bad things and people liked them and they seemed cool and they were funny and it didn't It was always like almost better. So all those things really, I was like, what, which one's the truth? I at least got to figure that out. Oh, wait, when I drink alcohol, it's not that crazy. When I, you know, if I smoke weed, everybody else is and it's fun or whatever it might be, it's, you know, fooling around with a girl. Oh, well that, you know, they said, don't, but man, she likes me and this makes me feel good. So maybe this is true. So I think that you have to, especially with your kids, you're going to have to tell them the truth. About a lot of stuff, but I I did like your take on that. Just they're gonna have to be really aware of how much stuff is being filmed mm, and what yeah. what that will carry for the rest of their life. Like, all three of us were able to say things and do things that we would totally regret oh, if anybody ever Lord. heard. And now you know, you know, now we're wise enough to go. Oh well, it's it's you know, filming. <laughs> now, we're, being filmed. now we're wise We should to save have... it for the podcast. Yeah, now we say, just at least save get paid.
2: <laughs> right that's right how old
0: were you okay so i've been talking about jay with this for a while because me and my wife will be married a year in october and so we're kind of kicking around the like we want kids eventually like i turned 30 in august and she's a year below me and i guess we're thinking around like 32 or whatever but so but i'm so scared of that i'm such a selfish asshole selfish asshole like children frighten me but i really want kids like what how old were you, Toby? I was thirty
3: two. Okay. I got married yeah, I got married about the same time I was I was twenty eight when I got married and we waited five years. But we also had trouble having kids. So we we tried earlier and it took after we really started we, we probably waited three years about, then tried for a while and things kinda went and so it took a little <laughs> while extra for us uh just because we both had some complications. But uh I
0: Well what scares what scares me the most, I think, and it's it's irrational because it, I have these fears of things that have not happened yet, but I'm already fearing my child's hate for me before he's even born, like when he's a teenager and just like <laughs> is you know like what is that? Man. How am I going to deal with that? And cuz I have so many so many of my like friends I see on Facebook that make their kid they're the center of their world and they're like you're always right. going to be mommy's little angel and i'm like that kid one day is just going to despise you and like what are you going to do with that then i don't yeah. know maybe i'm probably my, barking at the f- wrong trees on this but
1: my five year old already thinks dad isn't funny which just eggs me on even more i don't know about you toby yeah but but he's like daddy that is not funny which just makes me say those jokes over and over, <laughs> and, over and over again <laughs>
3: I, mean, I think the thing the thing I I tell my kids is like, listen, one day you're gonna grow up and there's gonna be a time where you're gonna think you hate me, but just know that I will hate you more. And
2: then, <laughs> the the Louis C.K. approach. Yeah, you, like you're it.
3: just you're you are nothing, and you, no, no, I don't do that. It doesn't. I mean, here's the thing, like, y- there's no way around it. You are right. a human that makes mistakes, and you're gonna fly off the handle or do something, or your kid's gonna want to do something, and you're gonna say no. And you have to be the enforcer or the disciplinarian or whatever it might be. There's no way around that. But I mean, I mean, uh, John, you have kids, right?
1: Mm-hmm. I do. How many, yep. how many
3: do you have? Five two. So I have a five two. and a two year old. Okay. Yeah, mine are seven, five, and four. And I mean, they already sometimes, you know, they get attitudes or they get mad or they dislike stuff or whatever. But I mean, there's just that, that that whole thing, I, I thought about that too. Like, will I be selfish with my time? Will I want to give my time to my kids and my family and all that stuff, but it's just so much better. The the best thing about kids is it really reveals your weaknesses. It reveals where where you're weak at and what you need to work mm. on and and like where your temper is short and where mm. your patience and your grace is short and I mean they're just these little nothings that are I mean it's crazy. I mean my 4-year-old is just knows so much about the world. She's only been on the planet for 4 years. Is, it, I mean that's just unbelievable.
0: Is there like is there a real deal like magical shift in um mindset and perspective to where like because like like you said like am i gonna want to give my kids time and stuff because i don't i'm not particularly fond of most of my friends children but like is there a (laughs) (laughs) yours are cool yours are cool jay but is there like a shift where it's like okay wow i really like this this human is amazing that i've yeah
3: totally i think i as soon as they come out like i promise you before Mm -hmm. jess and i had kids I, i i was under the impression i was like no matter what our family will always be Jess and I first, our kids second. Like, mm-hmm. I just believe that. I thought, we are the most important. I, they fit into our lives. We don't fit into their lives. And we try to hold to that. But I promise, as soon as that first kid comes out, everything, you're like, holy shit, I'm a dad. This this kid needs me to mm-hmm. even live, like, just to stay alive. They're just <laughs> little nothing. And just to keep, yeah. I mean, they can't even wipe themselves. They don't even know about any, They don't know any, and, and everything changes. And it's just. Like, the way they look at you and the way that they find comfort within you and you realize, like, like seriously, like, no matter what, they don't get it, but Jess and I are their best friends, and, and they're now they're each other's best friends. Like, we really are close, and this time of life will change. That's what, like, I, I look, I, that's what probably scares me the most now is, like, seeing my kids grow, and then they grow together, and they, like, joke with each other and sing songs with each other and play, and they're, like, so close. They really are best friends, Yeah. but, like, when they're my age, will they be still be close? Like I'm not as close to my brother anymore. I have one me, sibling, one, yeah, bro- one brother. And yeah, and too. we d- like, we used to be really close. We were that we were best friends and that's mm-hmm. gone. And I, that makes me sad. Like I want to do everything I can to avoid that.
0: That, and that's the, that's, and also with, is there a fear of like, what if my kids don't know the Lord, which I'm, you know, I'm, I, I know that I'm talking about things that like we have no control over, but I'm just talking about them for conversation's sake. But, you know, what do you do you what do you tell your kids about God? And like. Yeah, we'll just go with that. How do you how do you. (laughs) (laughs)
3: That's a big enough question. It's a big big enough question. That's funny you say that. I I almost I've been worried. Am I telling them too much about God? Like, am I am I influencing Mm. them too much to not figure out their own way? Is God so small that I have to ingrain in them that he's God, Jesus, 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 so that they'll believe it. Or is it real? And uh, that just comes naturally. You'll end up like, I mean, already y- you have a desire for God. So that, I mean, and, I think that's a little, that's a little bit biblical that your family will too. And aren't I mean, you, it just will you,
0: be. And it, Aren't you thankful right? for your, because like, as much as I maybe think I like resent it, I'm like super thankful for the things that were drilled into me that are just kind of like, like subconscious.
3: Uh yeah, I would say, uh, well,
0: yes, I think
3: I think so. Right, some things definitely not. Some things definitely so. I think um I, I am glad that I learned about the story of Jesus and that that people need a savior. Like whenever I have doubts or anything, that's the thing. I get so many people texting me, emailing me all the time. Like hey man, I, I just got one recently from a friend, uh who you know is very smart, super intelligent dude, awesome. I mean knows the Bible better than me and all this stuff. And he says hey man. I'm just struggling," he says. "How do we know Jesus is who He said He was?" And like, just mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it, that basic of a question still haunts people. Yeah. It can creep up in the middle of the night and all this stuff. And and I think for me, uh, I guess if you're saying like, do we need to worry that our kids won't be Christians or not? I'm just not because that that is a waste of time. Yeah. If they're not, if they won't be, then they're not going to be. If they're if they're going to to be gay or straight or rich or poor. Or uh, what, you know what? What if they date somebody from a different race? Or all the things that everybody said was scary when I was growing up, I was like, that's not really that scary. Like I don't,
2: yeah. I just don't mm-hmm. see that stuff
3: anymore. My, my kids will see Jesus as long as I can try and love them and and care for them, and I want them to know that story. But anyway, going back to what I was saying too, was just the idea of just I do believe that we need a savior. I do believe my desire is for that. My desire, like I have an innate desire to find the truth and find God. And so I think that's probably what you guys have too. And so that'll lead your family there. It just will. Like that, that. That's way more valuable than my parents who told me all this stuff about God and rules, 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 but their marriage was falling apart and right. they were lying, lying to each other and terrible. All the things underneath was where the real truth was, but they tried to hide that until it destroyed them, basically. So right. I don't want to do that. I, w- I want to be open and honest to our kids that Jess and I aren't perfect and that sometimes our marriage is rough. And sometimes our marriage is wonderful and that, yeah, I did mm-hmm. stuff. I did bad stuff. And let them figure it out. I, I, I can respect my kids' minds enough to allow them to figure out this world. Now, when they want help, I think like I think your kid will come to you about that. Like I do ask yeah. my kids about who Jesus is already and, and what do they think God is and what is heaven and what do they think is good and bad and how what kind of people should we be. I, I ask them all these questions. But at the same time, I don't want to force anything because anything that was forced on me, I did rebel against later yep, down the yeah. line. True. It,
0: For, it's true, now true. At, at 30 years old, I've finally begun tapping uh, the resource that is my dad. And so that's pretty cool. Like it. My dad yeah. always said with me, uh, well, and I, I probably, this is probably where a lot of the fear comes from, is because I put my parents through so much bullshit and it's like, my mom's favorite thing to say was, "Just wait till you have kids," and yep. know, I'm sure that <laughs> my dad. <laughs> I, like, I ain't never having kids, mom. And then you know now I'm like, yeah, I totally want kids. But you know, my dad always said like the story's not over, and you know that that was very true. And now now I I very much have. Me and my dad have been crazy building up our relationship lately
3: that's cool I, yeah i mean that, that that's what is uh, I, I do think that's important too like the, the one of the biggest things that has been that's one of the i, I do this thing i don't know if y'all heard about it, it's called like the true man experience yeah and yeah. it's just it's just talking it basically it's kind of like a small a small group for men i meet in a living room with you know anywhere from like 10 to 15 16 dudes or something like that and we talk about stuff but we talk about the dad's influence in your life and the idea like there there really has been a uh neglect of the idea of the older man, like the older man used to be about wisdom and honor and, uh, the, the, the guy that was level-headed and you could go to the older man, whether that be your father, your grandfather, your uncle, and uh, you could actually glean knowledge from them, glean wisdom. You know, you could go to them with real life situations and they could influence you, uh, with their life experience and stuff like that. And that kind of went away. Like it, it, yeah, and it it, we, we kind of went, I, I'm, Think maybe it's coming back, but I think everybody started really uh, miss, you know, kind of losing trust in the older man. They became like dirty old grandpa or in, Al America, Bundy, or yeah, in America, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah, America for sure. And so nobody, you know, it it was like everybody started trying to figure out their own life, and they didn't have time for the younger people, and we lost a little bit of that. And I, and I think that's one of the things I want to bring back. I want my kids to be able to go. My dad has life experience, mm. and I can bring to him wherever yeah. I'm at. And talk to them about it rationally. Yeah. Like maybe maybe my dad, you know, the, uh, of course I'm emotional and loud, obnoxious, all those things. Mm-hmm. But as long as my kids know, hey, my dad, I can tell him anything, then I think they're going to really learn real truth. Yeah. Hopefully. I- yeah. And I think the big thing, and you
1: touched on it already, is like not being scared to tell my kids the truth. Yeah. Even when it's a hard truth, right? About drugs, about sex, about marriage, about life. Um, to not be scared to... to or to try to shield them from what is reality, right? And that's yeah. what our parents did in the nineties. They coddled us and told us that everything was gonna be fine and I can be whatever I wanna be and the world is my oyster and all that all that shit. And then um I found out that life's really hard sometimes. Right. Yeah. And I was and I was greatly underprepared for that. Yeah. So I've
0: been trying to be a gangster rapper for seven years now. Thanks a lot, mom. <laughs> 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 um so so uh jay has requested toby would you would you end this time with a with a gracious benediction
3: oh yeah for sure oh, I and, sure and
0: also is your is your uh email sign-off tag is the, swimming in his grace is the yes okay
3: <laughs> <laughs> i i change it every few months but i had hilarious. to do it some kind of christianese terrible terrible thing because that's, that's the way awesome. i, I, I yeah. once i started doing these i was like i just want to do this because i I have seen so many of those, like having oh, gone yeah. to a Baptist college, you know, worked in two churches, all this stuff. Like everybody always ends, you know, ends ends their emails like that. So yeah, that's why I did that. But it's really funny when it's serious emails, or I'm talking to people, and they they just go, "Oh, well, this guy's man. He's yeah, he's really he's a a yeah. God is a man of God." Yeah. For sure. <laughs> 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 all right, y'all ca- y'all catch me off guard here, but I'll I'll end this uh, this with let's see here. What can I say? From the deepest depths, Father God, we thank you for the deliverance upon an eagle's wings that you help us to soar higher and farther than we ever could have imagined. May peace go with you too and with me as well. Hey man yeah. Eagles wings yeah, mountains like flying
2: yeah. <laughs> <wish laughs> she may not be perfect but oh my friend neither you You feel like you're waiting for somebody to remind you of all the things that you're supposed to do. Careful what you reach for. One more step and you're falling through. Your family's a joke and your job is your life. The time is spent without. Spend most every night Get your house in order Cause it's gonna be a bumpy ride
1: You I, are like, okay.
0: I, I was definitely an eager beaver, dude. I, this is this is the problem of Jed's life. In, in a T, I'm the coolest motherfucker you will ever meet, right? False. And then you put me... No, no, no. Very true. False. Son, ask everyone. And then put me in these pressure situations. <laughs> ask everyone. <laughs> and then put me in these pressure, pressure situations. And especially if it's someone like I admire and like I just, you know, I, I feel like I don't do well.
1: So dude, just, you are fine. You are fine. You were no, you were no Jay. Man, whatever, you were no Jay, man. but
0: whatever. But yeah, man, that is. Uh, why am I so afraid of children? <laughs> I, I guess it's. I don't know. I don't know, I man. It's just Skate because of them churns. I don't know. Who knows? I'm gonna have one though. It'll be good. It'll be fantastic. Uh, my, my friend is still like on the the nursing student syndrome and like convinced his baby has has Down syndrome. And I'm like, dude. Oh really? It fucking doesn't though. He's just being neurotic.
1: Oh really? Yeah. We well, yeah. yeah. I mean that's those are the sort of thoughts that go through your head though as a parent. Like for yes. sure. Yes. Like my so my son, my two year old is speech delayed and I was like, he has autism. That's it. I do he's autistic and, yes. and that's fine. Hey, that's what he's doing. And that's totally fine. That's totally great. But like we've got and we've now since like gotten him tested a bazillion times and he's definitely not Yeah, I know. I'm just that's... you know, those are the kind of thoughts that go through your head as a parent though, like also, yes. webMD, webMD at like two o'clock in the morning, especially is, is your, your first one, especially when it's your first baby, is like, good lord, I can't tell you how many sleepless nights. My wife kept me up because our baby had some like Mongolian spider fever or something.
0: Crazy. <laughs> oh, that's funny, man. Yeah, that's. You know what's funny? What What I also kind of came to a realization. Um, me and me and Kaylee both is that. So I'm having all these worries, and I'm having all these these different ideologies and these weird fucking thoughts and thinking I'm insane. And then I realized I was like, oh, it's because I have never made it this long without saying fuck it and just using again. Yeah, it's true. Like for This is like me, and it's just I, I I've never been here.
1: I went through that. I went through that for sure for the first handful of years I was sober. And yeah. then it's just like, well, shit, this is my life. Yeah. i like – it's a trip. You're kind of still waiting for the other shoe to drop, because it always has. Yeah, right?
0: exactly. It always has, and it's it's just it's it's very strange. It's very strange. Yeah, it's a trip. It it's a trip. Like, life is this weird long game. And it, it's, <laughs> I, I'm a classic example of I just can't take my own advice, but that's what I tell everyone. Like newly sober, it's like, yeah, man. One. I, yeah you don't have one to do everything you don't have to live your life in one month anymore like you can actually take your entire life oh yeah, which is, oh, yeah.
1: that's hard that's hard to do for
0: anybody really I mean really
1: that's hard. just I, I really feel like that's not just let me back up as addicts and alcoholics I think we hijack just human nature all the time and say that it's just like oh that's what addicts do oh that's what alcoholics do that's just human nature to mm-hmm. not be able to live one day at a that's time a, that's, you a know good, I mean? that's a good point it's just really hard point yeah
0: yeah i do feel like there is more in common with addicts just everyone than there is differences oh yeah for for sure sure. for sure but it is you know uh, it's fun to be in a club or whatever this is my tribe
1: right and this you know everything that i do is because i'm an addict or an alcoholic well yeah yeah, i don't know maybe you're just an asshole (laughs) that's also (laughs) that's also a club Ooh, That's man, also a my
0: alcoholism manifested in me kicking my dog. Like, no, it didn't. You're no, you're, you're just a dick. You're a dick that kicks dogs. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's yeah, let's yeah, call yeah, a spade yeah. a spade. That's, right. That's um, right. Dude, were you about to say something? No, I was no, going to say, no. uh, I don't know what brought this up, but are you as obsessed? <laughs> probably not. <'cause laughs> are you as obsessed with like future and movie drugs as I am? No. Cause I was going to ask you what's your what's your favorite or your most wanted to do future drug.
1: I couldn't name one. Mine is Narrowin
0: from Minority Report, that like inhalable opiate that Tom Cruise is addicted to.
1: Oh, uh, that that did look awesome. Didn't it
0: though? It looked really cool. It did look really cool.
1: I can't. Um, I but can't... we. Go ahead.
0: No, no. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah. That was it. That was it. Okay. Jed we wants haven't to do announced... movie drugs.
1: I know, we have an announcement though, and I need a drum roll. <laughs> we have another
0: Patreon. <laughs> we have another Patreon. Chance the rapper.
1: Chance, not the rapper. Chance,
0: not the rapper.
1: Woo 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 woo! Thank you. Chance. Thanks, Chance. What is he winning? Is it folks? Ch- is it Chancellor? Is that is is that the long form?
0: Is any body name chance's name short for chancellor
1: yeah chance the rapper's name is short for chancellor
0: really yeah Yeah. i think his is chauncey chauncey no it's not but that's my favorite thing to call him chauncey (laughs) Chauncey. (laughs) hello chunce chunce Chauncey. Um, oh it just says
1: chance i don't know
0: i'll ask him chancellor you should the most hoity-toity shit i've ever heard
1: Oh, Chancellor? You think so? I do. Um, I will say that uh, Barack Obama calls Chance the Rapper Chancellor because he knows him by a first name basis. Because he, he was his intern when he was a senator in Chicago.
0: Before he was a rapper?
1: Yeah, before Chance was a rapper and Obama was a president. No shit. Yeah, shit. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, little known chance fact.
0: Yeah, bring, Put bring, that in
1: your pipe and smoke it. Bring
0: more of those to the table. Um, well, let's not. <laughs> You're what? an asshole.
1: You're an asshole. Keep uh, going.
0: I mean, is that it?
1: That's it, dog. That can be. That's, that's it. That's, it. All, that's I all, all,
0: baby. I don't want to drag this on. That's I'll...
1: how the cookie crumbles. I'll catch you on the catch flip-flop. On... Shut
0: the fuck up. I will catch that's you on the mine. flip-flop. That's mine. You can't take it. You didn't that's, want I made it. it up. You didn't want I it. I
1: made it up. You, didn't you can't have remember
0: it. that you got dude if i didn't say anything you never would have remembered you said that shit and i could have convinced <laughs> of course you I, I, did. I know you would not
1: <laughs> uh, you're a dirty we'll dirty, dirty filthy liar and i hate I you i made
0: that up what up